Turn over to the book of Jude tonight. Before we begin, let's go to, to the Lord in prayer one more time. Lord, I just come to you right now, Lord, and I just thank you and praise you for this this time that we've already shared with you. And God, I just ask right now that you send your holy anointing upon me that I can speak as I ought to speak and say what you want me to say, Lord. Help me get myself out of the way that I might be just an open vessel for you, Lord. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Jude, let's start reading in uh, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Now this scripture we just read, I want to go back to verse 3 and point out to you that it says that you should earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly contend. Now go on down to verse 20. It says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So it says, earnestly contend for the faith. And then he goes on to tell you to build up yourself praying in the Holy Ghost. Verse 21 says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves. So earnestly contend, what does that mean? It means to fight hard, diligently, fight hard. Earnestly contend for the faith. Now that means that you need to know what you believe and you need to fight for it. Know what you believe and fight for it. Then he says in verse 20, to build yourselves up, on your most holy faith, what's your faith in? Our faith is in Jesus Christ and our redemption. Build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And then he says, 
keep yourselves in the love of God. What I want you all to understand tonight, what I want to tell you, is that you can't rely on me. You can't rely on me. You can't rely on any other preacher. Don't look to another preacher. Don't look to some evangelist. Don't look to the music leader. Don't look to somebody else to do the work for you. Don't look to somebody else to to fill you up every time you turn around. You know, there's some people that are good at that. There's some people that are good at filling you up and refreshing you. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. I know Sister Nell Barkley. Man, that woman can pray. That woman can pray. And you know, but there are some people that will go to her when they could have prayed for themselves. They use her like a crutch. And see, this word we just read says to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. That's what those people lack is the ability to pray in the Holy Ghost because they don't have the Holy Ghost. They know somebody that does, and that's a good thing to know that they know they can go to her and she'll pray, and that prayer will be heard. That speaks about her. It tells about the testimony she has. But they don't always have to go to her. It's just like, you know, a preacher. They don't always have to come to the preacher. They ought to be able to handle some of that on their own. And I'm not telling you tonight that I don't want you to come to me. I'm telling you tonight that we as individuals need to get enough spiritual maturity to know how to pray on our own. We ought to know enough as a Christian, a a grown-up Christian, to know how to get in contact with God. It says, keep yourselves in the love of God. I want you to understand tonight that just because you call yourself a Christian does not mean you're keeping yourself in the love of God. You can easily stray off the path and get off into something else and you say, yeah, I'm a Christian. But everything in your life does not reflect it. You see, it takes effort. I've been telling you all this over and over. Effort to keep yourself in the love of God. Earnestly contending for the faith. Earnestly contending for the faith. Fighting. Fighting the good fight. Man, most of us would just rather lay down and just ignore what's going on around us because if we don't ever acknowledge it's happening, we don't have to deal with it. We don't have to confront it. But we see it go on all the time. That's not contending. Contending means to fight and get in there and duke it out. That's the word you know they always use it in boxing. There's a reason. He's the contender. He's fixing the fight. He's got, he stands to lose something. We stand to lose something as Christians. We, we have a reason to be fighting, y'all. We have a reason to be wanting to defend what we have. And see, Jude was going on to talk about here how, how these false teachers would come in. 
And because people don't know what they believe in, they know what church they go to, but they don't know what they believe in, a false teacher comes in, and man, that all sounds wonderful. You know, I could just sit here right now and make up the biggest lie you ever heard, but if I knew how to make it sound good, you might not know the difference. Unless you know what the Word says. Unless you're aware of what the Scripture holds. See, if you don't have that in you already, and the fight shows up at your front door, you ain't even going to know it's a fight. You ain't even going to know it's a fight. Jude was telling them, look, y'all, you need to contend for the faith. You need to know what you believe. You need to be ready to fight at the drop of a hat if somebody comes in trying to tell you something wrong. You've got to know it's wrong first, right? You've got to know it's wrong first. I'll tell you all, Jude ain't one chapter... And there is more meat in Jude than some of the other books all combined. Earnestly contend for the faith. For there are certain men crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Y'all ever know anybody like that? And they come in and they just kind of slip in and nobody even really notices. All you, you notice it's a new face. Before you know it, they done eased up and they're trying to teach some people. Trying to start them a little class or something. And before you know it, they got a following. See, the Bible talks about this in another place. It says that they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of it. On the outside, everything... I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the false teachers. I'm talking about the people that are following. They have this form of godliness. They know what church they go to. They're there all the time. But if you stop and ask them a question, what do you believe? Well, uh... uh we're a full gospel church. What's that? They don't know. I guarantee you, most of you here couldn't answer it. Sometimes I have a hard time answering it. So does that mean that we're subject to false teaching? And I'll tell you what... You better ask yourself some of them hard questions before somebody else asks you. That ain't the time to figure it out. When somebody else asks you, you should already have the answer. What's the word say? It says, be ready always to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. Peter said that. Be ready always. I'm going to tell you all, I'll be honest. There's a whole lot of times I think I fall short. I come up short on that. If somebody was to come to me and say, well, tell me, you know, this is the simplest one. How, what, how do you, what do you do to get saved? You know, I could, I could eventually get the words out. 
But I don't have just a clear, concise, all ready, ready to go answer. And that ought to be the first one that I know. Somebody come to me and say, how do I know that God will heal me? What do you say? See, it's hard to earnestly contend for the faith when you don't have the words put together. You may know in your heart what you believe, but that don't get it out of your mouth. Knowing what you believe and having this feeling inside that you're trusting in God does not put the words in your mouth to tell somebody. And in order to earnestly contend for the faith, in order to get be on the front lines fighting, you need to know. You need to think about it. Lacey, I'm going to tell you right now, you go to school over there, you're going to have to fight for your faith. Those people are going to challenge you at every point. You're going to get in a class. Guys, I sat there through I don't know how many astronomy classes listening to just flat-out rubbish. And they're going to tell you all kinds of things. And this is proof why there's no God. To me, hearing those things was proof why there is a God. But you know what? I couldn't verbalize that to them. I didn't have what it took inside me to tell them how they're wrong. That takes practice. That takes preparation. It takes work, hard work. I'm going to tell you all right now, if there's anything in this world worth fighting for and knowing and working hard at, forget about your jobs. Forget about college. If you can't work hard at this thing, none of that other stuff matters. None of that other stuff matters. I want you all to understand education's important. Being a good, solid person at work is important. Being dependable is important. But if you can't earnestly contend for your own faith, and you can't build yourself up on your own faith, huh? Think about that for a minute. I can't build up enough in me of what I believe to build myself up, to strengthen myself. I can't look back at at the Scripture that I know and the experiences I have and pray in the Holy Spirit to build myself up. That's bad. That's bad. Man. Y'all, I'm telling you my own experiences. I don't know how y'all feel. Y'all may know the answers to these questions. I'm telling you how I am. I'm telling you that when the fight comes to me, sometimes it's hard to know the right answer. And it only comes by preparing ahead of time. Do you think the Jehovah's Witness send those people out without training them? Do you think the Mormons send people around without training them? No. That's why I'm telling y'all we need discipleship training. I ain't just talking about our kids. All of us. We need discipleship training. If they can do it, we ought to be able to do it. 
If they can train somebody to go around and spread false doctrine, why can't we train somebody to spread the truth? Huh? If we've got the truth, then why is it so hard for us to know what it is? Huh? You spend a whole lot of time studying something that ain't true, and you can go tell somebody what you believe, but the ones that say they have the truth don't even know what they believe. Man, that's a terrible situation. That is a sad state. Sad state. But that's where we are today. I ain't just talking about this church. I'm talking about this country. Every Christian, every Bible-believing person in this country is in that state. Oh, there's a few. There's a few exceptions. But I'm talking about the majority. I'm telling y'all this tonight because I think it's time for us to make a change. It's time for us to head a different direction. Mediocre don't cut it when you're trying to do something for God. It don't cut it. It's good enough. Look, there's plenty of churches around here that's good enough. You come, oh man, that's great. I'm so glad you're here. And in a few minutes we'll be done and you can leave. And that's all. That's all that matters. But I don't want to be like them. I want to be impacting people. I ain't talking about for my glory. I want people to say, man, that church has done some just awesome stuff. Man, it had to be because God was on their side. It had to be because God was working with them. Have you ever talked to one of those people? They know what they believe. I'm going to guarantee y'all, you can find the happiest, uh, most seemingly spirit-filled church in the area, and I guarantee you could walk up to one of them people and ask them about their beliefs, and they won't know what to say. I guarantee you. I've seen it time after time. There's very few people that really dig in and study that Word and think of it. See, this is the thing. Just reading what the Bible says is not enough. You need to formulate these questions in your mind and say, what am I going to say if somebody asks me? You know, that's how I have to remember things. I have to, as I'm reading, I have to say, how does this apply? And the next time somebody says, well, what are you going to do when this happens? I say, you know what I remember over in such and such, over in the book of Jude, it says keep yourself in the love of God. It don't have to be specific. But when you don't really stop and think about what you're reading and try to apply it to some situation, it's just going to get filed in the back of your brain. That's not earnestly contending. That's just doing what you feel like you need to do. Man, there ain't nothing wrong with being obedient. But obedience is just the beginning. There comes a point where you say, Okay, God, I've been obedient, but I'm going to step a little further. I'm going to go a little bit deeper, and I'm going to do the extra work. See, they always gave you extra credit in school. They say, okay, this is what you need to do, and you can make a hundred on that and get a good grade. But if you do the extra credit, we'll add on top of that. We need to be looking for extra credit work. 
We, I'm, I'm talking about as a church whole. We need to be looking for extra credit. We need to be thinking, God, look, I love you, but what can I do to earnestly contend? What can, where do you need me to fight at? Where do you need me to fight? See, we ought to be excited about that. We're in the army of God. Where do you want me to fight at? Where's my fit? See, they don't always just pick any soldier and line them up. They have certain abilities and they put them in certain places. You have certain abilities that God gave you and you need to be seeking God and saying, God, where do you want to use me at? What can I do for you? What can I do for the kingdom? Don't be surprised when He responds. Don't be surprised when He puts dump something in your lap and you say, oh, wait a minute. I didn't want that. Don't think about it in the natural, y'all. Because see, what the Word tells us is that it doesn't matter what you can do. It's not about your ability. It's about the Holy Spirit that's working in us. See, that's what the Word says. It says it's the Spirit that works in us that makes us able to accomplish those things. So He may dump a big, huge task in your lap. And you say, God, there ain't no way. And he said, yeah, I know. That's why I gave you the Holy Spirit. I want y'all to really have a desire for the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to keep preaching until you do. We can live this life in many different ways. But the only victorious way I know is to be empowered by the Holy Ghost. Man, I tell you what, it's, I've, I've lived as a Christian a long time. But until I received the Holy Spirit, I didn't have no power. I couldn't fight my own battles, much less somebody else's. And see, that's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. You know, there's a whole lot of people out there that need somebody praying for them. That need somebody fighting for them and earnestly contending, as the Scripture said. But if we ain't got a power to do it, man, we're weak. We'll be knocked down. We won't be able to stand on our own. Y'all stand with me tonight and let's be dismissed. Brother Jerry, would you dismiss for us, please?